Join Ian Garnick as we uncover the hidden marketing stories that shape our world, reveal the latest marketing tactics that will shape your future, and the amazing people that grow organizations, movements, and businesses. Learn to grow your business and shape the world around you. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show with Ian Garlic. And yes, it's Ian, not Ian. That's marketing too. All right, another one in the book marketing series. We're going to talk about what's going on at Amazon. We're going to talk about why the first book is the hardest, how Rob created his own publishing company, the super smart social media tactic that he uses to promote books. It's easy, super smart. I don't see many people doing it. How the inventor of Blue Blockers made Rob a success. Rob's personal gauge of a successful book, the truth behind New York Times bestseller. And we're going to talk a lot about Disney, what Rob's favorite places are, and how to use kind of this Disney mindset in your marketing. All this on the Garlic Marketing Show, of course, is brought to you by VideoCaseStory.com. One of the best ways to market any business is through your customer stories. Go to VideoCaseStory.com or go to TestimonialBook.com to get the book, Video Testimonials That Land the Big Fish, Learn How to Create Case Stories That Sell. All right, let's get started. There's 8,000 podcasts of your story out there. I want to talk about what's working right now because we're before this, you were saying people are coming to me for books mm-hmm. and some people are like print is dead, but I feel Amazon is really the number two, maybe number three, most used search engine out there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think my gravitation to books happened because I, I wrote a first, the first book was 10 years ago, but here's the problem is that everybody wants macro content, which is the books, which is the videos, which is podcasts. They want stuff that stays on the shelf longer mm-hmm. uh, instead of the micro content, which is the social media posts that last, what, three hours at most. Yeah. And a book is a tangible piece that you can stick in your pocket, take on a plane, on a train, on a beach, wherever, and read it at your leisure. And they've become a marketing piece to a lot of people. And it just doesn't have to be your story. It has, it could be your experiences. It could be your skill set, whatever it is, get that book out. And yeah, getting the book out, what do you feel are people's biggest deterrent to getting the book out? Obviously writing it. <laughs> yeah, my The first book is always the hardest. With my first book, it was, and at the time when I came out with that book, I was starting this trying to get this consulting business back up and running. I had started in 2001, but at the same time, I had a carpet cleaning business that I had for over a decade and act longer than that. But anyway, I wrote this book on social media called Share, and it was taking my experiences trying to market my cleaning business on social media. And I had all these ideas that I wanted to put in this book. But the more ideas I put in the book, the more cumbersome the book was, it it, it dragged on. And I just thought, I I want this simple book. I want it to be about 120 pages because I don't want people to sit there for days trying to consume this book. Mm -hmm. So I made it, uh, it was called Share 27 Ways to Boost Your Social Media Experience, Build Trust and Attract Followers. And it was just the easiest social media book you'll ever read. But I shopped it around to get to see what publishers wanted. And they wanted these confusing, thick books. (laughs) Nobody wants to read that garbage. No. What year was that? 
That was not 2013. Okay. So I created my own publishing company, got the book out there and people just loved it. And I sold 2000 copies right away. And I thought, wow, okay, this is great. And all I was doing was posting about it. And then, then I was getting all my friends to, to, I said, look, here's the book, go take a picture of it somewhere. And so I would share those pictures of them posing with my book on social and people would go buy more books. <laughs> and, and, and so it, it just became the thing I did with every single book that I put out. Hey, go take a picture of it. And That's so when so people smart. would buy it, they would send me pictures. And so I share those pictures all the time, everywhere. And that's what kind of got me noticed. It was, yeah, I, I, I taught social, I taught SEO, I taught all this stuff. But it wasn't until people started reading the books and they're like, wow, this guy really knows his stuff. Did yeah. I, or did I just write a book about it? <laughs> it's, you can argue that with quite a few authors, especially in the marketing space. Mm -hmm. I've fallen victim to that. I'm sure we all have of reading someone like, oh, this is a great idea. I, back in one of my original episodes, I talked to Ryan Dice about that. Logical lies. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of books out there that seem like this is what you should do. And then boom, it's not. But so you got the book out. And when, tell me about when you knew it was working. It was about two months later. I got a call from Joe Sugarman. And Joe Sugarman is the, he's deceased now, but at the time yeah. he was the, yeah. the creator of Blue Blocker Sunglasses. Oh my God. And Legend. He, says, he goes, <clears throat> Rob, I'm putting on this event in Vegas. I'd like you to come out. And I'm like, okay, Joe, I'll be in Vegas in a couple of weeks anyway. We can talk about it. So I'm in Vegas. He takes me out to lunch. He shows me his blue blocker headquarters. And as you can see, there's a, in the background, there's a Batman credit card. And that was his thing. He gave me this Batman credit card and, and he told me the story of it. And I got to interview him about it. And so he goes, Rob, the events in a couple of weeks, I want you to come back. I want you to attend this event. I want you to be my guest. And so he took a picture of the book and I have it posted everywhere. And that was when I knew that everything going forward was going to be a success because one person in the marketing field that was this gigantic name wanted me there. That's so and, cool. And yeah. now granted, I, I love Joe. The event was a failure. <laughs> 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 Only about 300 people showed up. And, but for him, Joe never considers those types of events successes or failures because he knows in the end, people are still going to buy his books. They're still going to buy his glasses. They're still going to buy all these other things. But to me, I'm looking around going, wow, there's not many people here for all the speakers <laughs> that they have. So I did ask him afterwards and he did lose a lot of money on it. But it was fun to go out there and be friends with this giant magnet of marketing genius. That's great. That is great. That's a great story. A lot of people will stop at one book. How important is it that you've written, what, 43? I produced 43. <laughs> so after the share book, I was, a lot of what we do is SEO. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, I'm going to write this book on SEO. And, and 
a friend of mine up in Canada, he has a different philosophy than me when it comes to SEO. And I thought, why should I just write the book on my side of SEO? Let's combine styles. And uh, so I called him up. I said, you want to be a co-author on this book with me? And he goes, yeah, I have your other book. He goes, let's do it. So we drew an outline of what we wanted to talk about. We got on Google Hangouts. We, I think we did 13 small interviews and I transcribed it. We, we put it together. He went through it and he says, let's rearrange some things. And from concept to creation to number one bestseller in four countries through Amazon, it took 60 days. Wow. And so we fast-tracked the book, got it out there. And from that point on, we were getting SEO jobs. We were getting website design jobs. We were, and we were flying high. And nice. it was just great. But I just felt this need, this want to put out a, a different type of book. And so my third book, Lessons from the Dojo, was me observing my kids going through their stages of black belt development through their karate studio. And that was 2015. And when I launched that book, I didn't realize that my wife and I were going on a trip to Italy that same week. <laughs> I had zero Wi-Fi reception. And so the launch tanked. And But the funny thing is that it took probably six years for that book to get traction. Wow. And now it's starting to sell better. Mm. But I thought I, I loved putting that book together because every page is a different lesson. That's cool. That's fun. It's like different angles, different uh, books. And so now you've been doing it for 10 some years. What do you think are the, is it getting bestseller? What's the key to marketing a book? Here's the problem with Amazon. Yes, we do like to see those bestsellers. We do like to see number one new release. And that's all great. I, I, you could sell one book. You could sell three books in that specific, specific category within a matter of hours. And you're going to get those bestseller, new release. You know, I, I like to see that people are actually buying it. I like to see when they come back and give reviews. I like when they take pictures of the book. That's my gauge. Yeah, it, it's... It feels all nice and warm and fuzzy to get those accolades that say number one bestseller. But unless people are actually showing you that they actually read the book, they're giving you reviews, those accolades mean nothing. And people say, wow, can you get me number one bestseller? Probably, but all I have to do is buy like 20 copies and there you go. Yeah, exactly. And, and I just think that Amazon is great to get your book out there because it's, it gives it accessibility to everyone in the world that can buy your book. And, and, but people would look down on you and say, I got the New York best times bestseller. Yeah. That just means that either you or somebody else bought 20,000 copies of your book and they're sitting in boxes in someone's garage, not doing anything. <laughs> and I've been to authors' houses that did that, and they're all they're doing is trying to give away books. Look, the whole sense of writing a book is getting your story out there and getting the people that you really want to read that book to read the book. 
It's not about spending gobs of money to have your book sit in a garage and rot. If, if that's the case, you're going to find those books in the 99 cent store. And, and I, I've seen those too. And, and honestly, I don't ever want to see my book in a 99 cent book store. Get it on Amazon, get people to, to know where they can buy it. But here's what I do a lot of times is that if someone comes to me and they've, they they've never read any of my books, first thing I'm going to do is send them one of my books or a couple of the books mm -hmm. because I want them to understand who I am, my story, my sarcastic style. And if they <laughs> align with me, they're going to they're going to say, yeah, I, I want to do work with you. But if they don't like sarcasm, if they don't like some of the things I've said in the book. That's OK. I don't want them as yeah. a client. No, that's fine, right? It's and everyone's not going to like you. That's the beauty of the internet. Everyone doesn't have to like you. Oh, they should, because this is who I am. But no. <laughs> not everyone liked Walt Disney, did they? <laughs> oh, yeah, but those people—they're terrible. They needed to like them. Oh. And, and, and and let's get on Disney, because honestly, I every time I go to Disney. I get inspired to do something else. I get yeah. inspired to, to continue writing. I get inspired to everybody, not everybody, but there's a lot of negative Nancys out there that say, Disney this, Disney that. Why don't you just go there for a day and observe people, observe what they're doing. There are millions of people that go to the parks every day and they just have a fun time. It, it just, it's their escape. Yeah. And for me, Every time I go there, I learn something different. Mm -hmm. I discover some. And in fact, most times when I'm there, I get a phone call. Hey, Rob, can you help me? And the last time I was there, I got a call and, and it turned out to be a very lucrative deal. Nice. And so it's just, I need to go there more. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. Like you said, it's, and that's what I love about it too, is the inspiration. It's not just the rides are fun and it's really cool, but like you step back and look at something like that and go, holy crap, one person thought of this and made mm -hmm. it happen. Yeah. And yes, is, is Epcot exactly what he thought? No, mm -hmm. but he was the impetus and mm -hmm. it's still, and you read the books and everyone doing everything is still, what would Walt think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, the, and the thing is that people say, Rob, Disney is just operation money suck. It can be. Yeah. For those who don't know how to, play the game yeah and i think that's how it is in real life with everything if you treat it like a game it will be a game if you treat it like an adventure you're going to have more fun doing it and yeah. so when every time i go to disney i don't use genie plus which people think i'm insane but i've gone through the parks i've ridden all the rides i wanted to ride with never using genie plus and why should I be tied to my phone constantly looking at the map, looking at what D Disney or Genie wants me to do when I can do it on my own and just feel unencumbered, feel relaxed. And that's basically how you should do business. I I love that. I love that. Can you tell my wife that? Because when we go to Disney, <laughs> it's, we've got fast passes. We got to get there. We're going to be five minutes late for this. It's not fast passing. We're going to be five minutes no. late for this. And I'm like, yeah. they're going to let us in. Yeah. And I'm like, we paid them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And 
you don't have to eat their food, although their food is great. What we try to do is every time we're there, we try to experience something new. Nice. A different restaurant that we haven't done before. But we don't do four parks in a row. We take uh. two parks and then we'll spend a couple of days maybe at Disney Springs or we'll go mini golfing or we'll go out on the lake in Disney or we'll try something that we've never done. I, I love resort hopping because you can experience different things while you're there. You're still on Disney property. You still get to go through the gift shops and all the resorts, but it's different. It is. You know, and everybody I sp sp have spoken to in the last year, they're like, oh, what do you mean everything else that's, isn't the park, <laughs> is it just the parks? You know, and they'll do four or five days. And, and, and by the time they're done, they're exhausted. They're yeah. burned out. They don't ever want to do Disney again. I'm like, yeah, there's other stuff to do. So much cool stuff to do. Yeah. So and, much. And, yeah. And so that's my philosophy of building the business that I have is that, yeah, I'm ADD. I, I want to be able to offer a lot of different things. And so we started out social media and SEO and article writing and then books and website design and all this other stuff. Is, But it keeps my mind young and yeah. it allows me to do things that it's different every day. It's exciting. And you talk to the gurus, they're like, no, you should offer only three things. And yeah, sometimes that works. But there's a lot of people that want more than just books. They want, hey, how do we market the book after we, we wrote it? Yeah. Well, social media. How, how about we get a, you know, on an author's page for your book? How about we create videos for your book? How about get you on podcasts? You have to do all that promotion. And I think a lot of people forget that. And, yeah. and so when you look at Disney, yes, they've created this empire, but they're marketing it every single day. And not only are they marketing, but they're allowing other people to come in their parks with video cameras, what they're calling influencers now. Yeah. And they themselves now are getting popular because of what they're showcasing on Disney or Universal or whatever park they're going to. Yeah. And so if you as an entrepreneur can get those same types of people to interview you, isn't that the same thing? Yeah, no, it is. It's different markets. And that's one thing I love about Disney. And one of my favorite quotes is still Roy Disney Jr. is like, brain is what you do to cattle and they all look the same. And it is about the stories. And it's everyone has different stories and different ways that like you have of experiencing Disney. Mm -hmm. And you, you've got to let people encounter you that way. And I think that's really like with books and what you're doing, you have to understand that your clients are encountering you in different ways. And you have to have a cohesive message mm -hmm. because you're going to have a book reader, right? Or I'll pick up the book, then I'll go to your website, then I'll go to your YouTube channel. I want to encounter you in some different ways. Mm -hmm. And I think it's great because I was just talking to someone who they're great at outbound marketing. I'm like, I just looked your name up and I could barely find you on Google. And then it's like, you get to your website. There's no story here. And all these other places that there's opportunities. And it's so important for people yeah. to think like when you, like you're talking about the book, right? It's, you've got to be thinking about the landing page marketing for every hour you spend on, on making the book. You, you're supposed to spend an hour marketing the book, aren't yeah, you? Yeah. It's for me. I've always marketed my business before my clients. And because you go through these stories and my father-in-law was a carpenter 
he was a brilliant carpenter. And you would look at his house and you're thinking, oh my God, I don't want him working on anything of mine because his house was falling apart. Yeah. And so when you look at marketing companies, like you said, make sure that when you Google them, they're showing up. Yeah. Because their goal is to market your business. And if they're not showing up, okay, maybe they're going to do well with you. But honestly, if they're not putting much time into marketing their own stuff, they're going to be horrible with you. So I've always made that concerted effort that at, at least once a day, one, one day a week, 20% of my business needs to be marketing my own business. And, and here's the thing is that if you're waiting for waiting to market when you run out of clients, <laughs> it's too late. It's way too late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. When you're the busiest is when you like, you've got momentum is mm -hmm. when you need to be putting doubling down. And yeah. so my own podcast, being on people's podcast, writing books, social media, whatever, that people see me everywhere. And I never yeah. wanted to really be everywhere, but you have to be, you have to be that brand behind your business that people can trust. And know and feel safe with. And bro, speaking of being everywhere, you've got forty three books out there. That I mean, yes, you've co wrote, authored, or produced, or whatever. Mm -hmm. But you're seeing a lot. You're seeing publisher level data from Amazon. Mm -hmm. you now, where I've got two books out, and I'm seeing like my stuff, or I might have. But what do you see working right now? Like, how does having multiple books affect it? Tell me what's, what you're seeing happening right now on Amazon, because I think it's such a huge opportunity. I think problem, one of the problems, though, is Amazon got too big. Yeah. And a lot of people are deciding whether or not they want to be on Amazon or they want to go through Ingram Spark or they want to go through any other book site that's out there. But it's, hey, are you going to use Google or Bing? <laughs> nobody is on Bing and nobody's on Yahoo. Google controls 90% of the search. Yep. Same with Amazon. Amazon controls that big portion. So why not put your books there? You're going to get the SEO effect from Amazon and, and, and the push everywhere else. For me personally, I like to drive my clients to buy the paperback version. Yes, they can get it in hardback. Yes, they could probably put it on digital Kindle. I can't recall the last time I even read a book on my phone or my tablet. Yeah. I like the tangible, pick up a book, read it, crinkle the pages. You know, this next generation, they love everything on their computers. They love everything on their phones. Mm -hmm. They don't like to carry anything. And print books, I think, I hope they stay around for a long time. But I, I think we're getting to the point where digital is winning over. Um, yeah. My my thoughts on digital, I not a big fan. Uh, I think digital can be copied too quickly, and I'm seeing a lot of the books that we produce being copied and and distributed in China and countries like that. But there again, everything that's on the internet has been copied to some extent somewhere. Yep. As to Amazon, Amazon is getting more into brick and mortar lately. Yeah. With the purchase of, of Whole Foods and they're purchasing other uh, entities, 
I think you're going to start seeing them putting a lot of print books available inside their stores. Hmm. And once that happens, you're going to also see the Barnes and Nobles of the world and the, the other bookstores fighting. They're, they're going to be fighting for existence. It's the pricing on Amazon. I don't like, I, I think my Amazon, because of their, their controlling nature, they make more money on selling my book than I do on writing and printing the book. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. They're this big behemoth, but you know, their whole scheme on, on Kindles where it's, Hey, we're going to sell your book for 99 cents for your Kindle. <laughs> Nobody makes any money on that. Yeah. And so if you're an author, I want you to understand that selling a book for 99 cents makes you nothing. No. Sell the book for $5.99, $6.99. Yes, you may not make as many sales, but your profit level is going to be higher. And so that makes up for all those. Because what is it? You're going to make 30 cents if that selling a 99 cent Kindle. And you got to sell a heck of a lot of them to make up the money that you're going to sell it if you sold it for $5.99. Yeah, it's a big investment. Trust me, I know. <laughs> so the philosophy, I think, is that if you're going to sell your book, sell it at a higher price because those are the people that really want to see your message, read your message, get your book, they're going to shell out the money for it. Mm -hmm. If all you're doing is trying to game the algorithm and sell for 99 cents and hope that you're going to make it up in volume, you're not. Sell for the higher price because the algorithm is going to say, hey, he sold this book at a higher price. Let's kick him up a notch. And so as, as far as having a bunch of books and you've made, you've written a lot of books, when did it start compounding? How did, did you see it working all together pretty quick? Yeah, it's, it was, I think, 2016, 2017. I was asked by a doctor down in Mexico to write his books. And I said, we can write the book based on you or we can create a youtube show and then take those episodes transcribe them and put them in the book and so that's what he did and he had this youtube show that was actually growing his business and then we transcribed it put it in a book then he sold the books and so his customer base was buying the books watching the videos and getting him more clients so we ended up writing three three volumes of his books. And from that point on, I had lawyers contact me, doctors contact me, other speakers, and they wanted books out too. Wow. So had I not written those books for the doctor, it would not have compounded the way it did at that time. But so here we are on this podcast and I've helped a lawyer take his podcast and create multiple series of books based on what he said in his podcast. Why don't you record once and use all that information and recycle it into a book or articles or wherever? Mm. <clears throat> I always say if you're gonna if you're gonna create a product like a podcast, make sure it has life outside the podcast. Yep. For sure. That's awesome, awesome advice. Rob, this has been fantastic. And we'll put on Spock Media a link to that. We'll put a link to what do you say to the top three books that people need to read of yours? The, the last book was Navigating Hollywood. 
So if you want to be an actor, director, producer, that's a book I would highly recommend. Read any of the Rob versus books if you're into sarcasm. And re- <laughs> read lessons from the dojo because that that focuses on your your business your life and your relationships love it love it we'll put a link to all that in the show notes as well as a link to your podcast which thank you so much for having me on it was a lot of fun uh, and uh yeah and we'll put a link to some of your photographs with people <laughs> I, I noticed those that's such a great way to market it we'll put a link to all that rob thanks so much for being on the garlic marketing show <laughs> and thank you all for taking Rob and I on our journey. It's been nine garlic and the garlic marketing show video. You know, it'll make you an authority. You know, it will get you more leads, better leads that close faster and spend more with you. And video stories will help you be remembered and connect with those perfect clients. The problem is where do you start? Storycruise.com is the place to go. It's like a film crew with an S. What's your strategy? Do you do it yourself? Do you hire a videographer, an agency? Do you need an editor? How do you know if they really know your business and how to make videos for business that work? The answer to all this and more can be found at storycruise.com. It is the place to find the latest video marketing strategies, the best gear for your business, as well as videographers, editors, and agencies near you that are trained in video storytelling for business. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get special insider info for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show, including special access to several of my courses, including my case story course. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get a whole bunch of special offers just for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show. Whether you're looking for a videographer or to do it yourself, go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get started today. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook. Facebook.